podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Footballer Season 2, Episode 36. This week's content-heavy pod is going to feature Fantasy Foot, Team 2, and a very early Team of the Season preview for the top five leagues from all of us. If this is your first time listening, welcome. We're happy to have you. If you're not in the Discord yet, you could do so by clicking the link in the show notes. And as always, we appreciate all of the footballers, premier sponsors, and supporters who help make this possible. Let's get into the show. Paul, glad you could make it this week. You had a wild weekend from what I hear. Yes, it was wild. And um, I'm, I'm not feeling the best today. I've just flown back to the UK from Poland. And it was miserable because I don't feel so well. What were you doing in Poland? Uh, a friend's wedding. Uh, a friend's wedding over there, so uh, she's Polish. So there was lots of vodka involved, lots of dancing, uh, lots of food, mm. and some more vodka. And then later on, there were a bit more vodka. Was there a shark outfit involved at some point? Um, I don't remember that. Apparently, somebody was dressed as baby shark dancing at three o'clock in the morning, but I heard that were just vicious rumours. Footballers has attained proof of such rumours. We'll have to put that out there for the people eventually on Twitter. How often did the trading app come out during said wedding? Mm. My phone died, which was a bit of a downer, but it came out. I got, I'd managed to get it charged, and we relisted a couple of times. That's good. You don't want to annoy uh, your missus by getting the trading app out during social events. I'd never do that, ever. <laughs> it doesn't go down well at all. <laughs> Matt, how are you doing, man? I'm okay. I, I have a slightly similar issue to Paul, whereas he was getting drunk, I was getting fooded. So four days in a row, I ate out between Thursday and, and, and Sunday. I had like a, a works dinner to go to, which also involved a bit of drink. My father-in-law's 75th birthday, he decided he wanted two parties, Friday and Saturday, and then we went out for Sunday lunch. So I'm dying, but tasty, tasty death. But apart from that, I'm good. So it sounds like after we had our FIFA addiction episode, you guys have like taken away from FIFA and replaced it with food and booze. Yeah. From what I'm getting. Yeah. How's that working for you? Um, okay, my liver feels slightly achy. <laughs> but um, apart from that, yeah, we're all right. Okay. Well, we move. We still have some content to discuss from this new promo, Foot Fantasy Team 2. Obviously, the one card that jumps out to everybody, which is a familiar name, Usman Dembele. But which one of these players looks the tastiest to you, Paul? I like the look of Dembele, but. I'm never paying 4.5 mil, whatever it is. So the cards no I want to try are Martinelli. He looks good. And Atal will probably go into my team at some point. Uh, I, I do like mm. this, this second team better than the first team. And I'm I'm going to do some upgrades and try and pack some because there is some really, really nice cards. OR that came out in the... I think that's how you pronounce his name. That's my best French. Um, oh, shit, he's, he's gone up 140k or something tonight. Uh, but he looks a really, really nice, well-rounded card. It'll do really well in my 4-5-1. So we'll try and buy him, but I might be a little bit late. Can you just say that again, please? Oh, How do, how do you pronounce it? A cuckoo in May. Ooh-ah-ooh-ah-ray. ah Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, that's, this is one card that I want to talk about a little bit later, but Matt, which one of these cards stick out to you? Right. So obviously Dembele is going to be godlike and I'm dreading having to face that up in competitive play, but I didn't in weekend league this time around. So I was relieved about that. Um, I can imagine based off foots of yesteryear that Musa Sissoko going to be an absolute clogger in the mm. midfield if people get older. Can you imagine a midfield of him and Kante? of any kind would just be a massive pain in the ass. Um, I'm quite leaning towards a lot of the cheaper ones, to, to be honest. And the one that I did play, you know, a good solid 15 to 20 games with over the weekend was Pedro. So only 50K and would look a little bit on the slow side. He's got 99 acceleration, but a much lower sprint speed. But that's just enough to give him like a devastating short burst, like just to get between the lines. You can't go on long runs with him. He'll get caught far too quickly. But he's a right winger in game. I was playing him at Cam and worked really well, scored a few goals, five-star week for all that good stuff. So that's one you can have a little bit of fun with. And if he got a few upgrades, 
not heading the right direction. And I, I have promised myself I'm going to buy an Alexandro at some point just for some linkability. I also uh, purchased that Alvarez, some Ajax, as I've got like a, a budget Eredivisie team with lots of special cars in it. So I just had to get that because it's so cheap. Um, but there's quite a few cars there that I think are, are going to do a lot of damage relative to the money. But I'm not at this stage, just before team of the season, going to be dropping millions on a Coutinho or Dembele, unfortunately, no. as, as nice as they would be to have. It's just the wrong time to be buying cars like that because they will lose a lot of value in the next few weeks. Yeah, a shitload of value. I mean, you mentioned uh, getting Alexandra at some point. Another one you could link to is the left mid Martinelli from Arsenal. He's also Brazilian. Looks a really good card. And I, I know I've been championing this 3-5-2 for a while, but 3-5-2 in the second half of FIFA, to me, always seems to be a, a solid formation just because of the width you can utilize and you get those left mids and right mids with the all-rounders, the, the Lucas Vasquez's, the Martinelli's, those type of players. Should be able to do some damage, but you're right. Both of you kind of alluded to the same point that I wanted to make. Both of these teams from this promo, to me, seems like once they reach their full potential, we're going to be staring team of the season right in the eye. So to think that you're going to pay four and a half million for Dembele now, I mean, he's got to be at least half that in two, three weeks. Am I, am I crazy to say that, Paul? No, I think once team of the season is well and truly on its way, he's, he's just going to keep dropping. And you know, it's genius for me is this really. It gives us, you know, something to look and keep an eye on running into team of the season. And a lot of these cards aren't going to, even with upgrades, are not going to be, you know, at the higher end of the team of the team of the season levels. But it's, it's something to put your coins into. It's something to, you know, people love live cards and we see that with the prices of some of these. Um, but um, I like some of the cards, but, I just feel like it's it's a little bit late, you know. It's it's too close to team of the season, and I'm just worried that if, like you've already said, Hunter, if you put your coins into some of these cards and start using them now, you know, it, we get a team of the season leak or or whatever it is, they could just die overnight. Upgrades or no upgrades. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. But another thing that came with this content is player picks. We got player pick SBCs today. Today is Monday, the 28th. We haven't had content for very long today, but has any of you done these player picks? Do they appear to be paying out? I did a few just before we came on, as I saw them come out on the six o'clock content drop. I had a transfer list full of mostly gold rare duplicates. So I, I rinsed through all of those, managed to get 10 packs worth done. Got lots of like 86s, 87s, which is nice, but no like amazing special cards or anything, but it's it's a good um, high-rated fodder top-up uh, from my personal experience, and we'll probably do a few more just to get rid of some of the you know, the rest of the world gold red junk that's sitting in my club, just see what I can get out of that. But um, what else are you going to do with your cards at a stage? I'm certainly not playing with gold cards, so you might as well dump them in there in like cards like 83s, even some 84s are at an all-time low because the relevant SBCs that people are doing now require much higher-rated golds than those to unlock anything so yeah it's all tumbling all the time but uh yeah it seemed to be good out of the sample of 10 that i did this evening mm. yeah and, and i've just done five and had a, a walk out and a couple of 85 so they're good because my my club when it comes to fodder really is in the mud after doing mbappe i've got a, just an empty club pretty much so um i will be doing some because they are good just to and it's a bit of fun. You never know. You might pack one of these. Having some of these cards untradeable is great. You're not losing any coins on those. Then are you? So you can, you know, fill your club with fodder and maybe um, become a fan of a random club because you've got one of these in your in your team. Yeah, there is always that aspect of it when you're you're rooting for another team that you would never be watching because you have that card in foot. That's one of the things that I like about dynamic content. It keeps you plugged into real world football. Another SBC we had over the week. And we're going to get to Perisic in a second, Matt. I can see you gritting your teeth. <laughs> Calm your tits. We're not there yet. He nearly shot his load then. Uh, he did. He, <laughs> did he was it? on the vinegar stroke for sure. It's like he, he was so <laughs> close. <laughs> oh, man. You prick teasing bastard, Hunter. Somebody needs to get this man a record player. Um, <laughs> Cashley Cole, SBC, 440K. Man, as a Chelsea guy, I really want to do this SBC, but 440K for that card in april essentially am i crazy matt to say that that's just too expensive 
even from a, a, a Chelsea Homer standpoint, I mean, Tanganga was Mate, was super I think cheap. You, you've got one of the few reasonable arguments for doing it is that you're a Chelsea fanboy and you get every Chelsea special card, but for everyone else, it's an absolute no. It's not even a great card. Yeah, but yeah the expensiveness, the high-rated fodder at the moment just makes it, nah. It's a, it's, you know how I feel about icons anyway, generally speaking. Yeah. There's only like 10, 15 that are worth getting and Ashley Cole ain't one of them, unfortunately. Yeah. I do feel though this year they've they've made the moments more more usable at least on the on let's say your average moments card is probably more usable than they were last year. Uh, would you agree with that one, Paul? Yeah, I think we've got um, you know over this next next month now's the time to be using these moments cards if you are going to use them because you know once team of the season comes a lot of them are just going to sort of disappear into the land of fodder. But um, I. I disagree a little bit on the the price of these icons. That they are expensive. Socrates as well is is over a mil, um, and Fod is at an all time low when it comes to sort of eighty sevens. Maybe not an all time, but it's it's low. I think you've got three months, so you could do, you know, over the next month, you could do the the lower rated uh, parts of these SBCs. And then when team of the season comes and you're getting random 93 cards, you know, rated cards and random 94s, you could do the, the more expensive ones. I just hope we get some more options when it comes to moments icons because that, that's fun then. You can start sort of ticking away and doing these cards and just having a bit of fun with them. And that's, you know, I say it all the time. That's why we do it. Socrates, I like Socrates cards. I probably wouldn't buy him, but over the next month or so, I'll probably do the SBC. And use him a little bit, just, just, just for fun. Yeah, it, sticking with icons. Just overall, the price of these top-rated icons, these most usable icons, relative to last year, just seems super, super low. I mean, there was several of the icons last year you just couldn't even get them. You know, the Hullets, the R nines, even Pele for for a little while. But like now, ninety nine Pele. Now ninety nine Pele is at seven point one million on PlayStation, six point three on Xbox. And they haven't been out that long. So what is this a tell to, Paul? Is this a tell to there's some really good content coming down the pipe? Or is just, or is this just they've given out more icon cards this year? I think they've given out more. I think the supply has been absolutely insane with these, um, you know, 87 plus star player packs, lightning rounds every opportunity they get. And we're just getting so many, so many more of these. And you know, I was, I was looking at Hullet and Zidane today. This time last year, you couldn't get those cards, and now the, you know, five mil and, and eight mil. Uh, and we we have we did have issues last year regarding icons and icon gear and share. So I think they've made an effort this year to make these icons more accessible for everybody, which is great. You know, your coins go much further. People are happier because they're getting, you know, eight mil is still a lot for a hullet. But you're a lot closer than getting it than if it's 15 mil, you know? So um, I do like it. I do like the fact that we can get to use these cards. And cards are just cheaper in general this year. And I think that is down to supply. Yeah, I largely agree with all of that. And yeah, it is good when the market is friendly enough to more people's budget so they can try out more cars. I mean, Pele, you gave us an example in the six to seven million mark. That's attainable for more people than it's probably ever been, but still quite a way out of reach for most. But it should be like that to a point that they're supposed to be hard to attain. It's supposed to be a big achievement if you get one. And we've seen results from our own Discord. Some of our listeners and community members have been getting really good results on um, moments, player picks and stuff like that. So. It seems to be a better time than ever to indulge in that content if that's what makes you happy. There's not many of them I'm, I'm particularly interested in other than the, the sort of cream of the crop ones, unfortunately, and your chances of getting those. I'm not going to play the the EA Casino and, and risk what I've got on my club at the moment to try and get one, but if that's what you're into, it's probably a better time than ever to do it. And yeah, they do seem to be paying out pretty well and the market reflects that. Indeed. Keeping with the market, and SBCs. Talk to me about Perisic, Mets. It's your time to shine. 
not my time to shine. It's Perisic's time. And of course, I was I was a very happy boy and I've, I've been calling it for weeks. I knew they would put out a special Perisic at some point because as night follows day, there are certain cars that come out at least once a year and, and Perisic is one of them. And I'm glad they've brought him out just a little bit early enough whereby the upgrade still makes him, you know, a very usable card because sometimes it comes a little bit too close to the team in the season and he's dead within a week. This card I've used in Weekend League and a little bit in Rivals. Had some really good fun with it. I must admit, I haven't found the perfect position for him yet. But if you can get him into the position to unleash that left foot, I know he's got five-star weak foot, but it is all about the left foot with this one because he's not a finesse finisher, generally speaking. He is an outstanding finisher in that regard, but he... He's not the most mobile player. He's not like a Ben Yedder who you can move around quite easily, even though you'll get the most of him sort of in and around the area. He's a bit more static from from my uh, perspective. He's, he's dif- more difficult to move around despite uh, the increase in pace that he has. But, and this will marry up to something else that we're going to talk about ever so shortly, just having him in my team makes me feel more confident about my game because it's a player that I have some faith in. And just found that my playing experience during weekend league was a lot more fun because I'm using the card that I've wanted to have for months from the beginning of this year's game and he's there I was having good success winning lots of matches he made plenty of goal contributions and assists so overall it was really good but yeah I still need more time of it to find out whether he's a wide player or a central player or whether you should even play him on the opposite wing as to where the card wants you to be whether he's best on the right cutting in on the left or playing him on the strong foot on the left instead, where he, he plays naturally. Not decided yet. He probably does have a little bit of enough physical to perhaps warrant playing in the middle of midfield somewhere, but it's it's just fine. And I guess it depends on your playing style, but on a bit more time of it to try and figure out that best position. But yeah, he's a sort of superstar of my main Serie A team at the moment and I'm very much enjoying his company. Yeah. he's He's got a five-star weak foot, right? Yes, Alicia. which he's had... From the beginning of the game, that's kind of yeah. like a, a Perisic staple. Yeah, that he, he's a very good weak-footed player. I feel like now there's so many opportunities to plug in two five-star weak-footed attackers up top. If you're playing a two-striker formation, which I prefer two-striker formations, but if you aren't utilizing five-star weak-foot players, I really would strongly encourage everybody to get as many five-star weak-foot players into your squad as possible because you don't realize the subtle improvements that it does to your team, like. Even, you know, sending in a pass or a cross in with the player's left foot while he's his dominant foot is on the right. He's playing on the left, so he's going to shoot with his dominant foot. But oftentimes those passes don't really go where you want him because he doesn't have that five star weak foot. And it, it can be and subtle. Serie things. And sorry to cut, cut you yeah, off. That's fine. R's full of them. Um, yeah. I can think of four really good ones off the top of my head. Perisic. Mkhitaryan, Raspadori, mm. and Brahim Diaz all have had really good special cards in the last few weeks. All four-star, five-star. Absolutely unreal goal-scoring potential of that. So if Raspidori. you've been following... Yes, he had a Future Stars card. He's kind of like the young up-and-coming striker in, in Italian football at the moment. And they're all sort of high 80s, early 90s pace. Four-star, five-star. Really, really good cards. And you know some of them were a bit more expensive than others. Brahim Diaz was very expensive, SBC. But yeah, if that's your style, you prefer weak foot over five-star skills, as a good league to sort of sink your teeth into. Rivaderci. Paul, how many five-star weak foot players do you have in your squad at this current moment? Let's have a look, shall we? I just happen to have my Xbox open. Are you fucking playing FIFA while playing, we're recording I'm a pod again? Playing. Son of a bitch. I'm not playing four. Mm. It's not a lot. Get those numbers up, man. That's that's but, the rookie numbers. But it's enough. And my team's been broken down recently, so we're just using what we've got in the club at the moment. So we're, we're at a, a rebuilding stage at the moment. But um, Did you say four is enough? Yes. I didn't know that I didn't say four is enough, did I? I think you did. No. No. Either way, she's she's lying to you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm glad she is. Well, <laughs> the brewers droop is the excuse, though. Well, uh, regardless of how many five-star weak foot players you have in your squad, you can always get another one. So go out there and search it up. Staying with squads, Mets, you, you kind of alluded to it earlier. 
with using Perisich. And we talked about it a little bit at the early, at the beginning of the podcast with me and, and Chelsea special cards. It's a way that has really kept me engaged with this game more than it would have otherwise. So if I just went straight meta and didn't pay attention to players that I enjoyed watching over the years or playing with, um, I probably would have fell out of love with this game a lot sooner than I have recently. But do you feel like it's a, is it like a placebo effect with, with Perisic? Do you feel like playing with somebody that you are familiar with or you follow that team you're a fan of, it makes you enjoy the game more? Is it all in your head or is it, or is it actually something there? Like the game just feels different when you're using players with, with hyper green links, stuff like that. Hmm. It's a question I've asked myself. So this isn't like Hunter picking on me for liking a, a shit map meta player. I'm quite acutely aware that there are certain players I back in this game that I might get performance out of that is slightly better than their stats warrant. And conversely, I think a lot of the frustration comes from this game when you sink a lot of time and effort into getting a particular card, particularly if you spent a lot of coins on it, and it doesn't immediately yield the results you were hoping for, and you quickly dismiss that player and move on to something else, whereas really you should be like backing a card if it looks to have all the ingredients that you want on paper, put it through a full weekend league campaign before you make a judgment call on it, maybe even more than that, and, and see how you get on with them. Now, being a fan of a car like Ivan Perisic, and you must make him number 44, by the way, folks, regardless of what position you play him in. That's just the way it has to be done, as per his, his earlier in today's very odd number. Or number four if you're in a Croatia shirt. But anyway, point being, you you've built up an anticipation of getting hold of a card that you really wanted. It has a juicy enough upgrade to to warrant that excitement. You can't just play it for a couple of games and make a judgment corner. Because if I did that, I would have binned him off because I was playing him wide left and 3-4-1-2 and that's not the area of the pitch where you get the most goal scoring opportunities in that particular formation or in a 3-5-2 that Hunter's using at the moment. You want him up top or a cam or something like that where you can influence the attacking play a lot more. And yeah, when you've got an emotional attachment to a card, you're going to give it more chances to hopefully prove you right. And now whether that's an out-and-out placebo, i.e. I think he's much better than he really is on paper sort of thing, or you're just giving it the chance that the card warrants to to really bed into your team, to learn how to use that card properly, what its characteristics are, whether you should play him as a sort of getting behind player or more of a hold-up player, or more of a link-up player, whatever it happens to be. I think it makes you try a little bit harder. So, okay, if that makes you more of a sweat, then so be it. But mm. when you're emotionally invested in a player or in a team, in Hunter's case, because he has a lot of Chelsea players, for an example, it does make you try a little bit harder because you take it more personally if you lose or you don't perform well, I think. And you know, psychology definitely has a lot to do with how we perform an ultimate team. So this isn't unique to Perisic. I'm like that with a lot of cards, but I tend to buy year in, year out, whether it's Fellaini or one of the, the only icons I tend to buy every year is, is Crespo. And he's he's definitely not the best icon by a million miles, but I have faith in them that they will deliver over a period of time. Maybe not every game, but in a weekend league, they should influence more games more often than they don't. And I think that's worth sticking with. we very quick to make judgments on a player's ability in like four or five matches because that's what influencers do, content makers do. They're trying to cram out stuff so fast to make massive judgment calls on cards that they've barely used in reality. The more time you have with them, learn their skill set, apply it to how you play and reap the results. But yeah, maybe there is a little placebo in there, but mm. it's good. It's all positive reinforcement, which is really good for your game. Yeah, I agree. The, the Chelsea thing has, has kept me engaged. I was doing the icon swaps for one league and I had a full Chelsea, well, almost full Chelsea team. I had uh, three Chelsea attackers up top, three in the midfield, two in defense, and then uh, one goalkeeper. But it made it more of a challenge for me Cause like I'm going up against these teams with some of them were better players. Some of them had better teams, but when you can beat those meta teams using a good team, but not a meta team, it makes you feel that much more of an, an achievement, that much more of an accomplishment. You know, it, it's almost a way to just challenge yourself when you're playing the game, instead of just doing the same old thing and, and getting bored with it, 
create challenges for yourself, set new benchmarks, try to go after and do new things. That, that helps me out personally in everything I do, really, so it doesn't get mundane. Do you find yourself doing the same thing? Oh, definitely. You know, these, these, these cards that I use, like um, Ander- Anderson Taliska, uh, I love his cards. And, you know. I don't know what it is about those cards. They're so fucking good and every year. I, I, don't, I don't know. You know, he's, and it's, it's like this with so many cards. You will, you know, if Taliska makes a mistake, I'm blaming the game. But if he does something amazing, he's the best card in the world. Whereas, you know, if I pay four mil for a card and I use him and he makes those mistakes, I'm not blaming the game, I'm blaming that card. You shit and you're gone. Um, but we, we, we do it so often. You see with the price of some cards, a card will get a team of the the week upgrade and it'll be like a plus one on his previous card and you know it'll be double the value and how much are you really noticing those upgrades do you know what i mean but people are still willing to pay and they'll put the life on that that cards oh it's so much better and a lot of it is you're trying to convince yourself that it's so much better because you've paid the next you know you've paid double what the other card is but yeah, and I I am trying to do it more and more this year as well in regards to cards that I want to use because I've already said it once in this podcast, we do this for fun. So, you know, buying that full meta, all the top sweats, you know, it just gets boring because it's always the same cards year in, year out. Uh, so I've, I've been using one or two different cards recently and really been enjoying them. Um, Jack Grealish is one. Uh, my mate put me on to Grealish, and he's one of the cheapest cards. Well, he's nearly one of the cheapest cards in my team, and he's brilliant, and he's loads of fun. And you know, if he had a a one one point five million price tag, you wouldn't bat an eyelid. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, like Matt said, there's so much psychology in all this. You know, if if Grealish did have that one point yeah. five mil price tag and people used him, they'd be like, oh yeah, such good value, that's amazing value, what a card, five-star week for this and that, but because he's 130k, people just look past him. Yeah, so much psychology in this. They're just blaggers, you know. We were speaking about the addiction podcast the other week, like, a lot of what he's done is just psychology and just blagging us into, into these decisions we make. Yeah. When it comes to squad building and how much coins you're going to spend on certain cards, I really do think it's all in people's heads. I mean, yeah, the numbers are better on some cards and some cards feel different, but I mean, this stuff can change game to game based on connection and other factors. But I mean, we've kind of talked on this before, but if I had, let's say a 1 million coin team, and then I went and played weekend league with it, I could go probably nine and three and call it a weekend, right? The next weekend, if I went and got a 10 million coin team, literally just spent 9 million more coins on a squad, the odds of me going much better than nine and three it's probably not good. I mean, I might go 10 and three, it might go 11 and three, but is it really worth grinding all that time and all that, you know, or in some people's cases, money on FIFA points just to go and, and get two more wins in weekend league for what another shitty red pick. Like it's just a little perspective not, not to, trying to say it's negative, but a lot of this stuff is in people's heads. Some people probably don't even realize it. Buying better cards doesn't necessarily equate to better results. I'll just say before we, um, move on or, or go on to the next thing that I just wanted to say a big thank you to all the people who either DM'd me or added me in the general chat when that Perisic dropped initially. Um, it was nice to see that there was a lot of people sharing in my excitement, even if they were after it themselves, they were excited on my behalf, which was really nice. So thank you all very much for that. It kind of made my my evening and I went straight out there and got it on the back of all the notifications I got off you guys. So thank you very much. It was good fun. And for me, that nails the footballers discord. Like people are happy for each other. Do you know what I mean? There's that, there's, it's got that vibe about it. And I, I really enjoy that. And I saw those, I saw George at you and one or two others, Matt. Um, and they were buzzing that this Perisic should come for you. Um, and, and- yeah, they probably, probably won't even get it themselves, but they were just, Glad for me, and that it, they were aware of something that we were almost certainly going to be talking about. So they, yeah, that was nice. Yeah, a nice feature of uh, of our community. We've got some good guys. Yeah, so, yeah, I appreciated that. Um, speaking about the footballers Discord and the podcast, one of the big content creators out there this week um, did a poll, and we got silver 
we came in second, which, you know, I'll take it. I've never won anything in my life. I still haven't. But, um, you know, that just shows that, you know, we're, we're buzzing with that, to be honest. People are listening. People are engaging. People are in the Discord. We'll take it. But um, I feel like this yeah. should be an official poll. But if I did it, only, <laughs> there'd only be fucking six people <laughs> voted. Uh, well, you know, it is what it is. We don't all have like tremendously large followings and it's okay because our followings are legit followers and they all communicate with us in the discord and such. So, uh, that, I mean, that's, that's, it's a great thing to hear, but I mean, like foot weekly podcast is a great show. It's just different from ours, right? They're, they're more informational and, and, and gameplay related. And we kind of just entertain or try to entertain. Some people probably don't find it entertaining, but I saw someone said that they like our maturity, which that's, that's news <laughs> to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, man, if this is mature, I don't know what the other ones are like, but, uh, yeah. But yeah. If you're not in the discord, click the link in the show notes. You can do that. It's free to enter. We don't charge anybody to come in. You just come in and and be part of the community. I'll take second. I listen to foot weekly, um, on a regular basis. I love that podcast. There's loads of good podcasts out there. Um, shout out to foot fanatics. Their final episode was last week. That's, um, that's sad. I was sad to Um, see that. Because that was on my, on my list every week to listen to. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bummer. But uh, if if you do love us and you are continuing to listen to us, even if you didn't vote as second, make sure that you slap that subscribe button harder than Will Smith slapped Chris <laughs> Rock this week. We'd really that's appreciate right. it. That's right. Slap the fuck out of it. That was so funny. Chris just took it like Will is massive compared to Chris Rock. And he just yeah. stood there like, all right, you'll go sit back down I over mean, there with your bald wife. I, <laughs> I was kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of surprised, man. I'm like Chris Rock stood there. He he took it like that wasn't a soft slap. That's a big man. Like he didn't even lose his footing. I was uh, yeah. kind of impressed by that. So GG's to him for that. No, no, some questionable technique there, but yeah, yeah. Maybe the stage was slippery. I mean, yeah, I don't He's know. He's lacking finesse shot. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have the bitch slap trade either. He should have backhanded him. That would have been better. All right, enough of this. Let's move on. We're going to get into team of the season previews. What we're going to do is we're going to go through the top five leagues and we're going to give one attacker, one midfielder, one defender, one goalkeeper. Now I'm going to go first because I'm going to name the obvious players and you guys are going to have the harder ones. We can't do any repeats here. We're going to start with the premier league. My premier league attacker is clearly Diego Jota. I know I threw a curveball at you, but he has scored 13 goals, which is second in the prim in goals scored, which is kind of under the radar. Like, you know, everybody's talking about CR7, Salah, Kane, those type of players, but they don't ever think about these guys, the guys that are under the radar. It's a good looking card. I think he would have a really interesting team of the season card. I don't know what you guys would think about that one, but my midfielder is obviously N'Golo Kante, my defender, (laughs) Virgil van Dijk, and my goalkeeper is without doubt, Ed Mendy. Shockers all around, I know. And I didn't say Christian Pulisic because, well, he hasn't done enough in the prim to really get to the team of the season status for me, even as a fan. But I would be happy if he got one. What are we saying, Paul? There's only one goalkeeper. Um, yeah, already named league, Big Dave. He's clear when it comes to the amount of points he has saved Man United this year. Um, he's made some unbelievable saves. He's been really good. He's one player of the month. Um yeah, he's the only option for Premier League for me. Um, defenders, Player of the month as a keeper is a pretty large feat too. Yeah. Um, defenders, I'm going to go with Cancelo. Just great, does it all. Um, mm-hmm. It will kill the price of my um, team of the year, but you know. Um, midfielders, are we talking CDMs, CAMs? All. CM, CAM, CDM. This is a little bit biased. I'm going with Havertz. I really want Havertz team of the season. It's um, hmm. he's probably Chelsea's striker. Though, I was going to say he, they've yeah. really been using him up top as a striker, but yeah, I'll take it. I won't argue with that. King Kai. We'll sling him in at Cam because we don't want to waste a striker on him. So we'll uh, whoa, come on. Man. <laughs> we'll sling him in at Cam and striker. Well, not striker. It has to be Salah um, on wing. I love Salah. He's got to be in the team. Has to be. Yeah. All right, Matt. 
Okay. So I'll, I'll start at the back and work my way up. Naturally. As I said to my wife at the weekend. Um, <laughs> so goalkeeper and relative to... She's going to fucking kill you. No, she won't. She loves it. Relative to where they uh, would find themselves in normal sort of player ratings, Wolves have been unbelievable defensively this season. They've conceded so few and find themselves on the, the right end of the table on merit. So I think Jose Saw is my pick for goalkeeper. I think he's been absolutely brilliant. One a little bit under the radar, maybe a little bit hipster, but I like him a lot. Um, defenders, you've covered the bases there, the pair of you. So I think that pretty much leaves us a choice at right back between Trent or James from Chelsea. And I think just as a little bit of a differentiator, I would go for James, particularly for the amount of impact he has on his team. Chelsea was so bad without him. So you could see how important he is to that team. So I'll go for James for my defender. Uh, midfielders, Jared Bowen has been unbelievable for um, West Ham this season, scored so many goals, but he tends to get like one goal a game. So he doesn't get in team of the week. He hasn't had a lot of special cards this year, but he scores like a goal a game, seemingly every game. And he's tallied up over the course of the season really well. So I think that'll be my midfield pick. And it's been a bad year for forwards in in the Premier League. Um, It's it's difficult to sort of narrow one down um, because certain players have, had bad starts of the season and then come alive in the second half. And very boringly, I guess, by that metric alone, you'd have to go for Harry Kane since Christmas, since you know Conte's got Spurs playing better. He's been really good. His first half of the season was abysmal. Um, so as long as he maintains form, I think he'll get one. Um, but compared to previous years, it would be totally undeserved. But um, Premier League forwards, you got Ronaldo or Kane. I suspect that Kane will finish more strong than, than Ronaldo, but they'll find an excuse to get Ronaldo in anyway. Mm. Yeah, it's a good shout. Which league you want to do next? Mets, you can pick it. We'll do Serie A because that's my favourite. Mm. Take it away. Okay. Uh, I don't have much. I pre-researched on goalkeepers. For some reason, I forgot to sort of have a look at that uh, section. So I think... Purely off the top of my head, I know Roma and Napoli have both been quite tight at the back. Um, tight at the back? Who doesn't like it tight at the back? Yeah, so if you're talking purely on goals conceded, then Ospina for, for Napoli. Or um, we'll go for Rui Patricio, given how relatively um, defensive Roma are under Jose Mourinho. He's had a decent innings or at least they've conceded fewer goals. So whether that correlates with his performances, but we'll go with that. Um, defenders, there's, there's quite a few good shouts here this year. I'm going to go for Kaladu Koulibaly of Napoli. Um, you know, he is the, the beating heart of the stingiest defence in the league and has scored a few goals along the way. So he's still a massive, massive player and would you know benefit greatly from a team of the season upgrade and be very usable I think so I'll go with that one uh, in midfield uh, I think I'll go for Lorenzo Pellegrini of Roma who scored uh, 11 goals and a bunch of assists and plays a lot of different positions whether it's attacking midfield or sometimes plays wide up front and has linked really well with Tammy Abraham this year so deserves place in the team should be a good card and then forwards I'm going to go with a very Matt Meta player uh, Edin Dzeko, who wasn't the most exciting of replacements for Lukaku when they signed him, um, but has done you know a very solid return, 16 goals and nine assists in all competitions this season, according to the stats that I've gotten. And has been one of the few bright sparks in an otherwise very ordinary season for Inter. So I'll go with that one, and hopefully that leaves you guys a few interesting choices you can pick from. I know Paul's got a few up his sleeve. Yeah, I've one or two. I don't really watch much Serie A. Ah, if at all. Um, but I know Theo Hernandez has had a, a decent year. <laughs> why, why are we laughing, Hunter? Have I just stole yours? <laughs> yes, well, yeah, that's not why I was laughing, but yeah, you definitely stole mine. I'm going to have to find a new one. Um, I don't watch any Serie A, so yeah. I don't really. That's why but, I was laughing. You know, I see who gets in forms, so I'll let him, you know, we'll go off that. Um, but I do know Barella has had a good year. 
Yeah. Um, so we'll go with Barella and Tammy Abraham or Lautaro up top. You can only pick one, God damn it. Lautaro Martinez. All right, I got to find a new one. All right. I'm going to just say Dybala because I don't watch Syria. I'm going to say Dybala, Barella, and um, DeVridge. I use this uh, team of the season. He got a team of the season last year, right? Did he not? I think yeah. he did. I think I had him in red. And he was actually really usable even late in the game. He was better than I thought he would be. So don't ask about goalkeepers. All I know is uh, Handanovic or from Juventus, Polish. Szczesny. Szczesny. Paul was dancing with him this weekend. Yeah. Mm. They were at that wedding. Like, uh, I'm assuming it's going to be mostly PSG, especially on the at the back, but... Actually. Um, mm, give me some actually. Like, uh, I don't think there's, there's a good argument for any PSG players other than the forwards, and that's mostly Mbappe, right? Yeah. It's been... Well, well Sam Ben Yedder had 17 goals. It's more than Mbappe. Yeah, Ben Yedder, but... but he doesn't play for PSG. So that's that's a that's a perfectly fine pick if you want to have Ben Yedder. But what I was what I was going to say, it's the year of of Ren. They have been such a good team this season. They've got arguably decent picks in every position. Um, so if I'll steal a defender or go for Hamari Traore, who's the right back who got a special card right at the beginning of the game, you might remember. He's had a, a European special card as well. Generally is outperforming Hakimi from PSG, so a very, very good season for him. He would be a choice of defender. Um, I think if I was to go for a midfielder, wherever he plays midfield in real life, he sort of plays between the lines of midfield and forward, but Payet from, from Marseille scored a lot of goals, a lot of assists. And We'll leave the obvious ones up front for you, but I'll go for Terrier of Ren, who's been absolutely brilliant this season. Um, one who's had okay goal cards in the past, but never really hit high points, which should get a good team of the season this yeah. time around, I think. He, he also made my my top three for strikers, Terrier. 16 goals in league. Mm, it's quite the achievement. Paul, take us through League A1. Who's your picks? I don't watch much of this league either. But um, the ones I want, should we go with those? The ones that I want to see in, Why not? in in team of the season, because that's usually what happens. Like everybody yeah. discusses who's had the best season and who should be in, and you know, you're going to go Seiko for Farner, aren't you? <laughs> well, there's always two different <laughs> camps too. It seems like with the, within the community, there's those who think it's the players who deserve it based on real world performance. And then there's those who say, now nah, give us the most fun cards. So it, it's, you got to split that gap, but there's plenty to go around. I think. Yeah. I think it should probably be a balance of the two, to be honest. But um, yeah, I'd love a Fafana team of the season. Matt, I really would. I know you would. <laughs> um, I'd love a Mark Ineos. I know we've got his team of the, the year, but the more Marquinhos cards are better. Um, Paqueta, is that how you pronounce his name? Um, I know he's got a foot birthday, but with, I'd love a boosted sort of 95 rated. That'd be, that'd be great. I'm not that fussed about an Mbappe. Um, we've already got his team of the year and I've got his player of the month. I mean, there's going to be a team of the season in Mbappe. You there just is, know it. there is, but I'm not that bothered about it. Um, I would love a Neymar. Everybody loves a Neymar. He's just been abysmal this year. He has, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mentioned it earlier, Ben Yedder, I think the team of the season, Ben Yedder is going to be absolutely disgusting to use. Uh, Savanye is another one who is going to be really good, but Chumini, I'd like to see him get in there because he's a really good card. I use both of his informs. Um, also, defensive. I mean, Kimpembe is, I don't know how much he's really contributed to the team this year, but you kind of just feel like you're going to get a Marquinhos and a Kimpembe back there along with Hakimi. And um, goalkeepers in league, uh, I don't well, really think it's going to be anybody. plays the majority of the games in the league for PSG, so they'll have the best defense. He should probably get the best goalkeeper. 
unless they've done a rumor for European implosion. Yeah. Well, it'd be interesting to see which one they pick because they love them some Donnarumma. Two leagues left, Paul. Let's go to let's go to La Liga, and you can start us off. Right, this there's only one card that I really, really want from um, La Liga, and it is Vinny Junior. Like, Oof. I've still got his 87 Player of the Month on my bench, and he's still all right. But a you know a ninety plus team of the season would be, oh you know I don't want anybody else to have that card, but I just want me to have just one because he's going to be an absolute fucking nightmare. Um, the pace and the strength and it, like even this eight, even this eighty seven just seems to bundle through and always have the ball back at his feet. He's got that special source, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah, he's just got something and he just, you know, the pace is unbelievable. He just sort of, for me, and I, you know, it might be one of these things just because I like the card, but he just seems to be faster than any other card in the game as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know he has got uh, 99 pace, but some cards don't feel like they've got, you know, high 90s pace. This card actually feels like it's maxed out with pace. I dare say you'll get what you're, you're looking for. Yeah, he's had a good season, hasn't he? It's going to be a shoe-in. And your midfielders? Or your midfielder and defender? No. None? That's it? You just want Vinny? Just Vinny. That's it? All right, yeah. cool. I respect that. And if they can do like 11 of him, so that the chances of packing <laughs> him are much higher, that'd be nice. 11 variations. Yes. 11 variations of Vinny. Yeah, even a goalkeeper with five-star skills. I'm going to go with attackers. I'm going to go with Karim Benzema. I know Matt was probably wanting to pick him, but he's had such a great season. He's done so well in the absence of of Ronaldo since he's left. He's really taken that team, put it on his back, and has kept them relevant, in my opinion. Um, Just a solid player all around. I don't know. What do you think about your attackers in La Liga, Matt? We both took my two attackers, so that I had... It's not been a great year in terms of like stats bearing attackers. You know, we're in this post Ronaldo and Messi era, and, and Benzema's goal record of just over twenty looks unreal compared to anyone else's in the league, where we've yeah. been used to getting like high thirties and forties from from the goats. So nothing really stands out after Benzema, which is a shame. So we're going to see some really ropey team of the season strikers out of La Liga, but we'll, we'll stick with. With Kareem, the dream on that one, and uh, Vinicius. Um, so I'll talk about some of the other spots. Um, I think Courtois is is by far been the best keeper in the league this year, based yeah. off goals conceded and how defensively solid Madrid have been. Given that they lost Ramos and Varane, it's unbelievable. Um, Oblak and Atletico in general just haven't been at it this season, so um, should be an easy win there. Uh, I'm hopeful for the same reason that Eda Militao will get recognition for stepping into that big void left behind by Madrid's first choice central defenders. And that will be a really good card. Very, very pacey. So it'll be a nightmare to play against. Um, I think the one in the league that is most Matt Method that I would like to see the most is Marco Sacuna from Sevilla. Gets really good special cards every year. He had, uh, what was that promotion that we had at the end of last year after the team of the season where everyone was like 99 rated and stuff? And uh, Acuna was just unbelievable. I can't remember what it was called. But anyway, point oh, being, was, it'll um, be a really. Festival of Foot, right? Festival of Foot, thank you. That was the one. And yeah. uh, Acuna had that, I think he was like 98 or 99, and it was. 98 rated. Unbelievable. Probably the best card in the game by that very, very late stage. So a decent, like, early to mid-90s team of the season card would be fantastic. I'd look forward to to using that one a lot. So uh, over to you, mate. Yeah. Um, I know I, I harped on it earlier in the season, but Tony Cruz, I think he's always just a super underappreciated player in the midfield for both Germany and Real Madrid, I think. He does so much in facilitating, kind of like a Jorginho at Chelsea. He's not always in the limelight, but he's always holding it down on the back end, sending those perfect passes, always playing the ball where it needs to be. Um, 
other than that, um, to round it out with Benzema and Cruz, I think I was going to talk about Acuna as well as he was last year, but um, I mean, you can't have the Liga team of the season without Jordi Alba. Um, he's going to be in there holding it down, I think, unless Acuna gets in ahead of him in that case, which I think they would probably just put Acuna at right back and put Jordi Alba at left back because I think he's been in team of the season every year that I can remember going back. But um, yeah, goalkeeper, you, you touched on it, Courtois. Bundesliga is the last one to round us out. I don't really watch a whole lot of Bundesliga. I don't know if you guys have any input on this one, but the one card that I can really say that he's definitely going to be in there, just get it out of the way, Lewandowski, he's going to make it. I always like Goretzka. <laughs> nice, nice. Who let the dogs out? My daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a big-ass dog. Yeah, it's a lab. She's 80 pounds. She's a monster. Wouldn't hurt a fly. And also LaCroix. I'd, I'd probably round it out with LaCroix on the back end. But I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you think, Matt? I don't want to see a LaCroix because he's that, was it Future Stars that he had recently? It's already too good. I imagine what team of the season will be like. Um, the most deserved team of the season player, based off the number of special cards, is Nkunku. So we should get one of those. I think it goes without saying. And that'll be really, really good. Um, Thomas Muller has had a very good season. Lots of goals, lots of assists, all feeding the Lewandowski machine. So he will get in yet again. And you know, he must be winding down his career a little bit now. But it'd be good to have one last Thomas Muller card. And given that Bayern just smash everybody generally and don't concede that many goals, you're probably going to get at least one buy-in centre-back and and maybe one or two of their full-backs. But I think Nicolas Soule, he's probably fancied to get the main centre-back card there and that'll be a wrap. It's, it's almost certainly going to be Neuer getting the goalkeeper card, so there's not going to be a whole lot of debate there. But um, yeah, Bundesliga is probably the most formulaic of, of leagues to go at from a team of the season point of view. It's the usual candidates. Some of them are aging a little bit, but I don't think we'll get too many shocks out of that one. It's going to be very familiar looking, I think. You mentioned Nkoko there, and I, I think his card's going to be absolutely insane. You know, he's, he's had enough. I think you could literally play him in every position and he'll probably be very good, given how well-rounded he is already. Yeah. And he's French, so you can slot him into, you know, it doesn't have to be a Bundesliga team, maybe I slot him in. Slot him in anywhere. But, um... You know, it'd be nice if they gave him a really high-rated card just because of the season that he's had. Not gonna lie, I had to step away while you guys were talking. I had some unexpected company show up, but I agree with all of it. <laughs> <laughs> that is gonna round us out. I do have to go. I have to wrap this one up. Socials, Matt at Lando Matt on Twitter, or as, as you have been doing, say hello in Discord. Let me know when a, another Perisic type thing drops. I always appreciate it. Indeed. But you, Paul. Right, foot, W-R-I-G-H-T-F-U-T. Right, fucking foot. Love that. You can follow the show at Footballers Pod on Twitter. You can follow me at The Foot Hunter. It's going to wrap us up. Be sure to join the Discord. Click the link in the show notes. Let us know what you think. And leave a review if you're on iTunes. We'll catch you next week. Podcast Network.